Hey everybody, welcome to another CornerCast podcast here on casterscorner.com. I'm your host Khalil, and today on the podcast we have a really fun guest. Um, met Jason a while ago, um, actually not in person, we actually have not hung out in person, um, uh, but uh, I'm sure I bumped into him at, at conventions and stuff. Uh, but Jason Linkson has been a great friend, kind of one of those people I reached out to on Instagram and gotten to know this year. And he had a really fun project uh, called um, A Baboon in My Room. And it's a kid's book, and it's now up on Kickstarter. And it has a couple weeks left, I think, as of right now, something like 12 days. Um, and it's it's almost there. But it still needs a little bit of help, so um, we wanted to make sure that we feature Jason this week and um, talk a little bit about his book. So we spend um, most of the podcast talking about his book, but then we kind of start talking about toys and stuff, so that was good. Um, but it was nice to just kind of learn a little bit about his process and learn what went into the book and <clears throat> the whole learning process of of doing a Kickstarter. Um, it was great. And uh, you can find Jason at JNL underscore toys on Instagram. And we're going to have links to the Kickstarter, um, kickstarter.com. It's a long address, but if you type into Google, uh, Kickstarter baboon in my room, it pops right up. It's the first result. So you can do that. Um, but if you're looking for it, you can check out the link on the website. Uh, we have that for you. So you can click there in a couple places in the description. So to make sure that you go and support the book, um, I'm always happy and, and it's great to see when friends do these creative things and, um, they do really well and they're really interesting and, um, love to see kind of Jason support Jason in doing this. So it was great to have him on the podcast. Um, what's going on? So we're in week 11 also of our toy of the day. So go check that out on our YouTube page. We are youtube.com backslash casters corner. We have our own page with our own name, which is great. Um, please subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Comment. Let us know what you think about the reviews. Besides the fact that we're in a dark room, we're going to fix that soon. Sorry, that was the toys of the day falling over. Um, we took a look at the Flash today from McFarland Toys. Actually, three versions of the Flash to be exact. So um, go check that out. Remember to follow us. We're at Caster's Corner um, on everything Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that, as well as YouTube. Um, visit Jason at JNL underscore toys on Instagram. Um, support his book, Baboon in My Room on Kickstarter. And yeah, I, there's not a lot, you know, it, we've just been working and I talk every day on the, on, on the YouTube. So there's less and less for me to say, uh, in these openings. Uh, so we want to feature our guests. So, um, yeah, I guess that's it. Sorry, I'm at a loss because I'm used to talking a lot longer, but um, we'll let we'll just roll right into it. So without further ado, it is me, it is Jason. We're talking about baboons in the rooms. Enjoy, guys. Um, so you've been rocking and rolling with the book, like it's been fun to see like you've been doing a little you did behind the scenes instagram um what's it been like to kind of talking to people more more actively like not just through photos but like having your lives and things like that um you know i the the creative part was kind of easy like mm -hmm. putting getting writing it and drawing it and redrawing and that stuff was sort of i've done that before you know like it that, that part came naturally. The marketing part of it has definitely been outside my comfort zone, but mm -hmm. I don't mind. I don't mind like talking about it and sharing it and stuff, but um, that part's been interesting, but I'm, it's really, I don't know. I get kind of like giddy afterwards. Like I've done a couple weeks of Instagram lives now and, and afterwards I feel like that was a lot of fun. Like that was really satisfying. Um, it's just, it's weird. Cause at first, like, you know, when you work for a company, you're selling their products but now this is sort of the first time that I've been selling kind of my product, like something I made mm -hmm. that, that, uh, that I'm you know really excited about, but it's something new and it, no one has any, they don't have any awareness of it. it. You know, it's just something that was created. So that, that part's been, it's been fun, definitely challenging. And you've been mixing it up. I was, I was 
I was happy to see you telling some of the toy stories in some of your Instagram lives or, you know, doing some of the toy stuff with it because like the wealth of knowledge you have and like some of the insights I think that you have um, definitely um, are, are things that don't get said a lot. So it's been fun to kind of listen to that. Um, but, uh, but the book, I mean, I want to focus on the book. Like I really want to make sure. Sure. That, yeah. Um, no worries. I, 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 I kickstarted, I backed it. Um, Thank you. I, you, you actually, you were number one. I can actually see the backer report. Uh-huh. And it was like, I was like, damn, clicking in fast. <laughs> so thank you. That was really awesome. I think it's, I think it's been one of my things in the last couple of years of like supporting my friends and, and supporting the work that they do and in whatever creative aspect it is. Um, and it's, it's been, it's been, it's been exciting to kind of see the journey that you've taken to publicly through all the posts. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- like the process itself, like how long in the works has this been? Like, when did it start for you? Um, I guess I started writing pre COVID. So I was kind of writing it in December or in uh, December, January of last year, just kind of like jotting down ideas. And um, so for like January, February, March, I was doing it pretty heavy and then uh, I and my kids were at school, so I had time during the day. You know, I could like pack up my motorcycle and, and go up the hill and just kind of write. And it was it was beautiful and it was fun and it got me out of the house. And then COVID hit and the kids were home and I got a gig at Spin Master um, doing freelance and that or doing the contract work. And that got in the way for like four months. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was happy to do it. You know, I, I liked what I was working on. It was very similar to what I was doing at Mattel. So after a few months of doing, I was kind of like, I don't feel like I'm moving forward. I feel like I'm just running in place. So I was doing a lot of work and sitting in a lot of meetings, but it just, it just wasn't doing anything for me creatively. So when we found out the kids were going to go back to school, they were going to be doing distance learning. I said, you know, I, we're very fortunate. We had savings. I just want to focus on this and focus on like, get away from just doing a nine to five job and just do this project. And my wife was very supportive and, um, and the kids needed someone to be here to help them with school anyway. So I would say like s- end of August, September, October, just like, it was like a 40 hour a week job working mm-hmm. on it. And it would be after the kids go to bed and like whenever I could find time. So I worked pretty heavily on it in the fall and then it was all done by November. I had submitted it for copyright and just kind of waited. And then it was kind of figuring out like, how much do I charge? Like, mm-hmm. what does it cost? What does it cost to ship? What do I, you know, what do I need to do? Cause I've never done Kickstarter before. That's mm-hmm. a total first for me. Um, how, like, like you said, you were fortunate enough that you had the the space, the, the cushion to be able to, to focus on this, focus on the kids, but also focus on this. Um, how hard was it for you to kind of like keep it going? Cause I find like, if I have downtime, I veg out in front of the movies or I, start playing Fortnite, and I realized two hours have gone by like <laughs> like the, those those things that keep me going or trying to because like we talked before we started like I've got to get this room in shape um and it's always last on my list because I'm like I'll get to it or like uh, so what what was it like for you to kind of try to put that first or or keep it going like the motivation wow. to keep it going Truth, truth be told, like I had, uh, I had started interviewing for a gig at, um, at Hasbro and it was going really well. And I was getting nervous that I was going to run out of time again. So mm-hmm. I was getting, going to get a job opportunity that I was excited about, but it was going to, you know, it became this like deadline. And, and normally like I, I work deadline based. I'm used to that. Like when you're doing packaging, doing product, whatever, you have to hit your deadlines but when you're working on your own personal project, it's hard because mm-hmm. you don't have a hard de- Like it's a fake deadline. You right. set it for yourself and that's it. And so the end of November became a deadline because I did get a job offer. Um, and it was like, oh, crap, I've got until the end of November to finish this. I have to get this done. I have to submit this for copyright. I have to get it done mm-hmm. before that job starts. And then, you know, it didn't end up didn't end up being it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. So but I was already done. So it was kind of cool. Nice. Okay. I, I think that's the hardest like creative piece where if I'm looking at, ob- if I'm looking at projects and looking at different ways to do them, I can always rationalize pushing the deadline because it's my deadline. Like it's that idea right. of like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going. Um, mm-hmm. 
and it, it they usually don't get done like my work projects get done or the things that like I've got to, I don't know if I'm doing it, but if I got to apply for San Diego Comic-Con and make sure the website's up and make sure all the numbers look good and make, you know, make sure I'm checking in and posting a lot, kind of, you know, drive those things up a little bit here mm-hmm. and there. And, um, but if it's like, oh, oh yeah, no, 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 I'm, I want to do photography for this or I want to do, you know, a set up a new diorama like piece for it. I'm like, oh, well, this is good enough. I can get away. I'm always like, I'm, I'm way too forgiving um to a fault almost on, on my own project so like kudos to you for actually yeah getting thank, it done. thank you <laughs> yeah thanks yeah and, it, and it's you know it's hard when you're doing creative projects and and there's things for yourself because you don't you don't know when you're done necessarily you know like because there's always tweaks that i there's always things i want to change and i ended up i had it done the illustrations all done at one point and then i looked at them again and i just i played with them and I showed them to my kids and my wife and I'm like, what do you think? And they're like, ah, oh, that's better. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. All right. Now I need to go back and reillustrate it. So it was like, I kept going back and once, because, you know, when you're doing it in a vacuum, it was like one page at a time. Mm-hmm. It necessarily wasn't cohesive. It was sort of like each page was fine. But then once it, once we pinned it all up on the wall in our kitchen, like our kitchen wall was just covered in, in pages. It was like, oh, this doesn't work. So, you know, we're taking second. It was like storyboarding at an animation mm-hmm. company. It was like it was all up on the board. So we were just taking things and moving them around. And um, but yeah, the the deadline part, it helped that I had like a a hard deadline, I guess, to work against that ended up not being a hard deadline, but it did motivate me for sure. Um, what's it like taking because you said this came out of in one of your interviews, you, you talked about how this came out of a game with your kids. Um, how was it for you, I guess, to take something that was, I don't know, something that was fun with the kids or something that you guys were doing and turn it into something concrete or not even concrete, yes, but also something serious. Because even though it's a fun book, it's a kid's book, it's animation, it's fun, it turned into like a job. Like, so how do you take something that's kind of goofy and fun maybe, and then turn it into something like, nope, we got to take it seriously now. I, um, I don't, I don't know that I ever took it too seriously, I guess, but I was, I always made it for them. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was, I was drawing it and writing to like make them happy and like make them laugh. So if I was getting that, if, if if my daughter came over and she goes, Oh daddy, that looks really cute. I'm like, Oh, okay, good. That was like, it's just like, uh, I don't know if it's just being a designer, but you tend to be, I tend to be insecure about everything I do. So like if someone comes and tells you it looks good, you feel better. Like, it's (laughs) not like, I'm like, I'm not like one of those artists that's just like, here's my art. You're welcome. You know, like that's, that's just not me. Like I'm more like, here's my art. Please like it, you know? (laughs) Um, But since it was something that grew out of us, like game, like just rhyming games that we play together and our kind of our love for reading books together. Um, I always knew I was making it for them, but, um, you know, it was just, so I guess I, like, I did take it seriously in that once the, the numbers part came along, like, okay, now you have to figure out what does it cost to do this? What does it cost to do that? Like, that's when it kind of got serious. And then the, they were no longer part of the equation. <laughs> like, as far as they were concerned, they're like, I made the book. They're good. They don't, right. they're just like, oh, it's good. It's done. Um, but now I'm like, yeah, well, daddy would like to, you know, share it and, you know, sell it. <laughs> What were some of the surprises that came up as you were kind of doing it? Like, or that you didn't even see coming? Um, I, I had, I had no idea how, I guess, complicated, but at the same time, simple Kickstarter was like, there are so many details you have to figure out before we put something on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. And then, and there are some resources that like I would never be an early adopter. Like I think Kickstarter has been around for years. Obviously it's taken this long for me to do a project, but um, they, they're just like charge what you think it's going to cost for shipping. I'm like, well, I, I don't know how much it goes. Well, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Just do you have to do it? Cause if you don't ask for the right amount of money, you end up upside down on the project. So right. you, you have to find this balance and, well, you know, I've worked at big companies before and there's always a team, uh, there's finance, there's marketing, like that's their role. That's their job. They figure those things out. I just have to make stuff cool and, and sell it in like, Hey, this is my concept. What do you think? And they're like, great. Okay. Now you guys go sell it to retail and make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, that there was no person to hand it off to. It was kind of like, just keep going. <laughs> Got to just keep going. 
Um, yeah, it sounds like, I don't know, reminds me of like trying to do eBay now where they're just like, you're on your own. Good luck. Figure it out. Like, well, and I, I, I actually, cause I have a lot of stuff left over and I've been collecting for a long time. So there's just times where I'm like, I'm bored with my, I'm bored with my Spider-Man legends. I just am like, I feel like they, they went pretty deep and I, the characters that I have were mostly from my consciousness of the cartoon mm-hmm. and my like, I was bored and I was like, all right, it's time to sell them. And I sold them all. And what's cool, like, because I started selling stuff kind of pretty frequently, I bought a scale and then yeah. I bought like, like boxes. So I knew exactly what size the boxes are. And then if I buy something and it comes from Amazon, I save the box and reuse as much as possible. And, um, eBay is much easier now to use than it was 10 years ago, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like it now, like you can just enter all the information and that's it. It'll calculate the costs. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I remember coming back to it for a while where it was like, and I got to do some now where I think you're right. I think it is easier up front, but it was easier back then to just start. Like it was just like, mm-hmm. here, you can just list it. You figure everything uh, out yeah. later. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're like, oh, what do you want to do with this? How do you want to ship this? Now everything's like, everything's up front. So, I mean, everything you've got to still got to figure it all out. Like you got to figure out the packaging size, the, the weight, right. the, the, all those things before you even set it, set it out there for people to see. So it was kind of like, right. And, and you know, eBay, I guess I was a little spoiled by eBay when I started doing the Kickstarter because with eBay now they make it super easy. I'm not trying to sell eBay or anything, but like if you want to sell something globally, now they do a global ship program right. where all you have to do is get it to their outbound, um, their outpost or whatever in mm-hmm. Kentucky. You're only responsible for shipping it there. And then from there, they deal with customs, they deal with the VAT, they deal with all that stuff to ship it to whichever country. So it really opened up the world for as far as customers concerned. Mm-hmm. So when I got to Kickstarter, I was like, so is that how that works? And they're like, no, you have to figure out how to ship it to different people. And I was looking at other Kickstarters. I'm like, oh, damn, they don't send to England because of, you know, Brexit. And they don't know what that's all going to cost. I'm like, well, let's see how many people from England go in on the book. You know, we'll we'll have to figure it out. out. I mean, yeah, there's one right now. I think um, think one or two two, uh, UK folks that are in. And I'm like, all right, well... (laughs) Then we're going global. <laughs> that's good, though. I think that's that's a good reach. Like even if it's one or two, I mean, there's there's a reach there. Like your your stuff's getting out there, so it's yeah. I'm pretty excited, and I and I know it has a lot to do with my experience with uh, working on DCs and DC toys, or like uh, for Mattel and working on DC action figures and stuff like that. So I, that's why, like, when I do my Insta lives, I'm like, I don't know that you know all the folks that are coming by really want to hear about a kids book. And most of the questions I get are like, what happened to Hawkgirl? What happened to Black Canary? You know, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy to talk about that. Like, it, I know I know that's where I come from. And that's no that's what I work on still and not DC anymore. I get to work on Turtles now, which is awesome. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm fine. And, and I'm a big nerd and I collect. So I love having those conversations. So, yeah. Um, so what's um trying to think what else i had questions i had questions about the book um like being an 80s kid like books were i don't know i don't see books as being as popular this is not a knock at you like hey you're trying to sell a book but like is it a little more difficult now to compete to make something that's like a a physical copy of something because i just remember there were books everywhere in my house um yeah and like when when I think about the kids in our family, like there not aren't as many books around. Like I think I still have a set. I have two sets of books downstairs that were like an eighties kid set. One was, um, like these weird animals, um, like uh, all these different kind of weird, um, they're really cool ones with like really cool like artwork and designs. And then one of them were like biographies of famous people. And it's like these two sets that I've kept since I was like a little kid. Um, mm-hmm. But with bookstores going away, was it was it harder to kind of figure out like do a physical book um, or do an ebook or do something a little more multimedia with it, or is it or is that like future stuff like looking at like where you can take it if it when it gets when it gets funded, you know, where you can take it after that. When um. So I had, I had a very short stint at Dr. Seuss um, a couple summers ago. I was there for like six or seven weeks. 
And um, I kind of, I learned a little bit about kind of the industry. Like I am the uh, president of the company left a stack of popular kids books on my desk when mm-hmm. I started. One of them was written by John Cena. And I was like, okay, John Cena is, he's a very talented, um, very professional dude. Like I, I've very been fortunate to meet him a couple of times. He would never know who I am mm-hmm. if I didn't say who I was like, but like, and if I didn't say from Mattel, like otherwise, you know, he, who cares who I am, but he, um, like he wrote a kid's book and you don't really think of him as a kid's book writer. Mm-hmm. And I said like, you know, and it's about trucks and I read it and it's, you know, it's fine. It's, it's not terrible. It's not, um, it's not Shakespeare. It's, you know, it's, it's somewhere, you know, way, way, way in between. And I, I just remember holding up, I was like, John Cena. And they're like, you know what? The secret now is name, you know, that any celebrity can write a book now because they have the name. It's just like music. It's just like movies. Like they, they need to be able to attach a name to it. Mm-hmm. So if Taylor Swift were to start writing kids books, she would be front and center at right. Barnes and Noble and things like that. Um, so knowing that like, um, as hard as I try, I'll never be Tay Tay. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I wanted to make something that I could just hold physically. Like I grew up reading comic books and, mm-hmm. and Dr. Seuss and like when the bookmobile would come to Bridgeport when we were yeah. kids you know, like the bookmobile was like this traveling circus of books and, and you get in, you just smell the books and go through and you pick out the licensed ones or whatever, like whatever. There wasn't a lot back then, but you just golden books and whatever were all on the bookmobile. So just having that tangible feel, like picking up a book and having, being able to smell the pages and flip through it and stuff like I wanted to experience that with my kids was something that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I have no illusions that like this is going to, blow up and be you know next harry potter kind of thing it's just not that there's not that much depth to it it's it's rhyming it's fun it's animals it you know it's something cute that that we made together but just that idea of like writing something that they can hang on to mm-hmm. and be like hey you know your grandfather wrote this or you know like you know i just like that that part to me meant more sentimentally mm-hmm. than anything i would i you know if it goes through i'll have um i'll have a few extra and I'll be able to, you know, go to local bookstores and stuff like the ones that are that support local authors. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe I could get them to pick up a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm trying to be as thorough as I can because I've already I've already submitted it for copyright and got approved. So like if I get an ISB, I get an ISBN, I submit it to the Library, Library of Congress. Like now it's forever. Like right. it's a book that exists forever. It's not just like a vanity project that I print off of Amazon every now and then. Um so that was kind of the motivation was like wanting it to just hold and, and, and just like have it in hand and um, share with my kids. We have a ton of books in our house. We have a ton of books. When I was doing my video, I had contemplated doing like, we have a lot of books in our library and just going like row after mm-hmm. row. And it's mostly kids books. Like it's just, we just love going to Barnes and Noble and, um, and what, and you know, if we ever go visit in other towns, we hit little bookstores and stuff and just like, pick up books and because it's just fun like language is fun and the pictures are are you know it's it's exposing them to art at a very early age to mm-hmm. get them excited about art so don't, don't get exposed to how awful the world is before they know it you know it just um it yeah. was just nice to share that kind of that child the child experience that i had with them it's 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 nice to hear. I mean, I've had a few people say stuff to me recently about some of the stuff I've some of the things I've been working on. Um and they ask me like what's my motivation? Like what what's what's driving me? What's making me do it or why do I do it? And so to hear answers like yours where it's like, "No, I want something to leave to my kids." Or you know, I'm not here to 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 be the next John Cena or the next Taylor Swift if they're, you know, writing those books. It's like I made something with my kids and I'm proud of it and I want it to kind of live on with them um, is, is a much more genuine um, motivation inside that I think sometimes gets lost when you're looking at all these Kickstarters or um, Shark Tank things or Instagram in general. Like you don't get a lot of the passion projects. You get a lot of like, how can I get more likes and, and how can I be more popular? Not like they're more like if you put it behind your work, it, it'll get there. 
in some way, shape, or form. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's it's just refreshing. Thank you, and it, it was an excuse for me to get my um, my puppet out of the garage and, and do a video with him too. So, <laughs> any excuse I can get to play with that dude. You did a good job <laughs> editing that video. Let me tell you, I was sitting there Thank watching you. it going, "Wait, that's Jason." <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't have somebody else narrate that's him like, <laughs> yeah that was fun i have i have a friend of mine that um he he works for a makeup company in beverly hills and he's an amazing amazing director and um writer and i asked him if he would if he would do the video for me and he's like no nah, man i don't have time <laughs> i was like oh shit okay so i like then i'm like well how how would he do it? And I just kind of kept in mind because he's hilarious. Check him out. He's Roman Cortez on Instagram and he's brilliant. He's, he's incredibly funny. And I just like wanted to make something that I would make him laugh kind of. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fun. Like it was my own invented Sesame Street. Kind of thing. It was cute. It was really good. It was, it, it, was, it was really well done. So you got one in the can. Mm-hmm. Are we looking for? Are we? Are we picking the kids? Going? Is this work? Is that your new focus group? Like, what about this? Does this game work for a book? Can we? Can we pull a book out of this now? <laughs> I so I've already had. I've got like, I've got a notebook full of the stuff, and uh, and my phone too. Like, I'll just write stuff down in the notes app, which mm-hmm. is <laughs> what they on Saturday Night Live they said it was the like universal apology app. If you want to write a crappy apology, you type it out in notes. <laughs> but that's kind of like. I keep a lot of notes in there, just like ideas. Um, but no, like, I think it's more uh, as I'm looking, I'm like, what makes sense? Or like, can I see the middle? Can I see the end? Can I, you know, can I see that rather than just like, Oh, it's, it's just a funny concept, but what can I really do with it? Mm-hmm. And, and even like this book, this book actually was like, a. I wasn't working on this one when I started, when I kind of started it, like I was working on a totally different one and I was really struggling with it and I couldn't get it to work. It was just, I I had the right intentions and I kind of knew where I wanted the story to go, but it was, I got stuck really bad. And, um, uh, this other rhyme came to my head and I'm like, Oh, it'd be kind of fun. Oh, what if I did it with other animals? How many animals could I rhyme it with? What could I do? And then it just kept kind of building from there. Then I totally shelved the other one. So at some point I got to go back to that one. Mm-hmm. But in the time writing this, I guess technically the second one, I've already come up with like third and fourth and fifth ideas. So I don't know. It's kind of fun. Like, you know, creativity is fleeting. It's a, it, it's, it's not a permanent thing. It just comes and goes. So I, I look forward to when it comes around again. Are you doing, is it in, without giving away things? Cause we want to protect all that. Is it, is, is it serious? Is it sticking with the same characters or is this like, are you going no. different directions? Keep things fresh. I mean, if, if I'm going along and it makes sense to turn it into a series, yes. One of the concepts I, I have is a series, but um, I got stuck on that one. Mm-hmm. So that's like the one I'd have to go back to and fix. But I, like, I'm like right now I'm just trying to come up with like one, one story that I like rather than, writing a, a trilogy or because i think when like i always think it's funny when they announce movies as like a trilogy and i'm like well let's why don't you focus on making a good story first yeah. and then see where it goes from there you know like yeah. don't don't george don't george lucas and george lucas it and tell me you have nine stories in the can when you really you really don't <laughs> you don't you're gonna turn your your character main characters microscopic and send them inside of somebody like yeah yeah let's, let's, right. yeah no that wasn't <laughs> wasn't a good idea then it was not gonna be a good idea now right <laughs> um no i was just worried wondering if like you know the characters from this book are are like characters that you continue to play with or um that's kind of where it was going where this is kind of like it a, a a start and an end theoretically and i mean if like you said if things come up you might go go revisit them but they're not made to be you know these cast of characters that kind of bounce from book to book yeah like i i think it would be i mean as you're talking about that i didn't really think about it it'd be kind of fun to like sprinkle them in to other stories because i like writing i like having animals kind of be the the characters Mm -hmm. because um there isn't any um there's sort of like it's kind of different. Like if you see a, an animated family and they're all white, 
then a black family can't necessarily relate to that. It's like they, they don't see themselves in that. Just mm-hmm. now it's just a, a, a white comedy, like a white family comedy. And um, maybe it goes the other way. I mean, um, so with animals, it's kind of like, there's no race associated with it. It's, it could be for anybody. Anthropomorphic animals are for everyone. Mm-hmm. So um, as long as they're written, del- like keeping um, that stuff in mind and, and being sensitive to cultures and races, then it kind of works for everybody. And so I kind of like that, um, especially since, I mean, I, I make knows like I'm a white male in my forties. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's plenty of me out there. Um, so I'd, I would like to make it so that everybody can enjoy it. But I know that, um, you know, I, I, I'd like to break the characters just for everybody, I guess. No, I, I think there's, that there's a, I think you're right. I think that, you know, we've heard that sorry that, that line before, but I think when you're focused on kids, um, and I'm sure your bias or your, your standing will impact, you know, some of the writing or some of the storylines for whatever you're working on. But I don't think it, when you're, when you're doing it like that, I don't think it would alienate or not hit on certain, certain groups or, you know, open itself up to multiple groups. I mean, it's not Looney mm-hmm. Tunes in the eighties. Like, you know, yeah, it's, right. <laughs> we're not stereotyping and making certain people, certain things. It's, it's a lot more open and it's about, it's about the reading. It's about the family um, connection because most of the time these books, kids, kids aren't going to read them. Right. They're going to get read too. So read too. Yeah. It's definitely younger. And and some of the words in there might be a little tricky for little kids. It's definitely, it's not a, like a easy reader book. Mm-hmm. Like I, we have some of those like reading level zero, number one, number two, like, you know, and you read those books and it's like um, the car went fast. You know, it's, it's not like that. Like the language is a little bit trickier than that. Um, so it's not, it's meant for like an older kid to read mm-hmm. or definitely for a parent to read to a younger kid for sure. No, it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited. When I heard that you were doing it, I was excited and I've, I've, I've played around with like thinking about writing kids books because I was always looking for things to do and try to challenge myself. Never got off the ground. I, I storyboarded something out and I never went with it. Um, I ended up taking pictures of toys instead and here we are. So. I mean, whatever helps you get your creativity out, man. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I think the the creative part of it, it's hard because like you said, it's, you know, I think it's, I call it, I, I think of it as like the, the eighties kid who grew up a nerd, which is like, we always want, we always feel like we have to prove ourselves. I mean, karate kid back to the future, like, you know, those kind of archetypes were always like behind. They were the underdog. They weren't the kids that, um, got what they you know wanted they always had to fight for it and i think that that's Mm -hmm. with our work with our it took me i don't know uh 10 years out of the 15 years i've been working on the site to like feel confident enough in in the stuff i produce because i was always told like i was a bad writer and then i had somebody editing my work for the website that always told me i was a bad writer why don't i just let my other friends write for me because that's not very supportive. No, that's why I have an ex-wife. <laughs> um, and uh, like it, it took a long time. And then when I started to do the video stuff this year, um, I started editing videos. Like I started like playing with editing and, and filming it and then adding pictures and things and doing transitions and stuff. And I started teaching myself programs and stuff. And I showed it to a few friends and they just pulled it apart. They were just like, oh, well, this doesn't look right. And, oh, you got to get this color match right. And you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to do this. And I, for eight or nine months, I just said, screw it. I'm like, not going to do it. I'm just going to focus on the podcast. I'll post on Instagram once in a while. And that's where we are. And then something woke up in me in December and I was like, screw it. I'm like, I'm going for it. Like, and now I'm at day 70 of of one review a day. And so, I don't know. It's hard. So I, I'm congratulations. Like I can't even tell you how great it is to see it where it is from the outside to see somebody doing something really good. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, every, like, you know, you're 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 making those videos for you, and you're sharing them with people. And I think that's kind of the difference. Like if you're if you're doing it just for likes or for follows or anything like 
that like it's not going to feel genuine but if you're sharing your passion and your joy by doing the videos i think that starts to come through for sure like yeah there's you know there's webs there's there's instagram pages that are just reposting everything else that somebody did and unless it's the office memes which like i get inundated with every time i open up instagram unless it's that then you know like i want to see who the i want to see like the passion come through on like what it is and i mean sharing sharing a toy a day like that's i can't believe you have the time to do that or you're probably not sleeping very well so <laughs> no lately i actually haven't been that's the, that's the surprising part i was sleeping really well and then all of a sudden like the last two weeks i'm like because i'm burnt like it's because it, it's 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 morphed right <clears throat> like when you do the creative stuff like you you do it dirty at the beginning like you just get it going like either you're sketching or you're you're free writing like you're just kind of getting the ideas out mm-hmm. and now i'm like like after we're done with this podcast like i've got my little book here i started working on and it's like okay so like week 11 of toy of the day like i've got them all like paced out and i'm like okay i got nice. all my photographs for these guys i've got to do all the drafts i've got to get all the links put in and then nice. every night I sit down and I do the actual video um, because I felt like, you know, I was doing these videos and my camera's not set up right and the lighting's not set up right. So I like, I hold stuff up and I'm like, oh yeah, you guys can't see anything at all that I'm showing you. <laughs> like, it's just, it's like, you're just hearing me ramble about toys. I'm like, okay, I'll give you guys a gallery. Like, so it's like, That's cool. it's changing and um, luckily I have evolving. Been, it's evolving. Yeah. And it's, but it's becoming a lot more work where it's sure. I think last week I had Monday off from the day job and my girlfriend said, you know, you've been in that room for 12 hours, right? Like you've been working on the website for 12 hours and we had some updates and we went down and I had to work with the server to get the code back up and running and stuff. But like, yeah, no, I spent a good, I started at like 10 o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning and I worked until nine or 10 o'clock at night. And, mm. and I was like, look, if you didn't tell me you needed to eat dinner, I probably would have just seen the sun come up. Cause I was just <laughs> like, cause it's toys. It's fun. It's just, yeah. But I don't know. So did you order your thunder tank? Um, it took me, it took me a few days. <laughs> I think we were texting about it yeah. when it, when it went live, like, I was gung ho. I was very supportive of them doing it. I understand the business of it. I understand how uh, expensive it is. I understand how difficult it is to produce. I I understand all those things. But once I added it to the cart and I saw the shipping and tax go in there, I was like, holy cow, that hurts. So um, it took me I, th- I think it went up on like a Friday or Thursday or something like that. And I think I had bought it by the end of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I did, I did order it, but I, I put up, I like sold my lizard build a fig and my kingpin, but like I so, like, sold a bunch of build a figures to like feel okay about it. And I even like, <laughs> I showed my wife, I was like, Hey, I just sold this hot wheels. Um, it was a toy fair hot wheels. And she's like, Okay, I was like, so can I get the Thunder Tank? And she's like, yeah, you don't have to ask me. I was like, <laughs> I still feel like I needed permission from somebody. When like, that box shows up. It. Oh, man, that box is going to be enormous. And see, I don't, I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Marvel guy. Like mm-hmm. I, like I was saying, I, I like the cartoons. I, you know, I like Spider-Man, like the X-Men cartoon. I watched Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes and stuff like those. I, like that I love yeah. the cartoon. Yeah, that cartoon was amazing. But um, I don't have the deep character awareness. So as far as Marvel Legends is concerned, for me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of good. Like there's there's not a lot there for me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get the Sentinel. You know, even though like I like the X Men cartoon, a Sentinel would be cool. I just I'm like, no, I can't do it. And then I I wasn't really collecting when the vintage collection started. So I didn't get. Um, you know, it's way too late to go back now. You know, there are hundreds of figures in. Yeah. So I didn't get the sail barge or the razor crest, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not a big transformers guy. So I didn't get Unicron. So like, like that. So now I feel, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Like I'm justifying <laughs> the fact that I bought a Thunder tank, but I, I, but I've heard others are like, man, I don't know. I just got the razor crest and the Sentinel. And now to get this as well, like we're all the same people. Where do they think all this money's coming from? <laughs> yeah. <You know? clears throat> well, and space, right? Like, 
I have a friend of mine who you you might know, um, Junior and Augie, twins. Um, mm-hmm. They used to always bug everybody at the towel booth with stuff. Um, yeah. And the twins, right? Yeah. 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 Um, Junior has three Snake Mountains and three Castle Grey Skulls. <laughs> Where does he? I mean, does he live in them? Like that I, is just, that they're not is open crazy. yet. Like I said, he's he's figuring, and he has a method because he likes and and I'm in that same vein where for Thundercats, I decided to go in two hundred percent, which is I buy one to open and I buy one to keep in the box, mm, and so that okay. was going along really well, and then the Thunder Tank came around and I was like, this is not going to be easy, so I. <laughs> I have to sell some stuff. Like I, I, I keep telling myself every weekend I'm going to eBay and then I for, like, I just run out of time and I'm like, I don't have the effort because I got a few masters of the universe classics that if I sold one or two, it would cover a thunder tank. Like, yeah, it, yeah. They're, they're, they're going for enough lately. And yeah. so I was like, okay, so I can, I could spin that. It's fairly easy. I could put up three auctions and pay for another thunder tank, but he was looking and I was looking at it too. He was like, yeah, well, I can buy two. I can buy one to keep op- one to open, one to keep in the box, one to keep pristine. He goes, and then the third one, I, th- I sell. And since they're made to order, it's not so much a scalper thing where you walk into Walmart and you take everything, you fill your cart. It's, it's yeah. a, okay, it's an investment. And I know, like, I looked at the Sentinel prices and I think they were 350 and I think they're now going for 1000 on eBay. So like, yeah, no, theoretically, if I were to buy three Thunder Tanks, theoretically, I could probably pay for my Thundercats for the year. Yeah. With that third one. Maybe. But um, it's it's a it's a much, much, much smaller pool market. Yeah. Yeah. It's a much smaller pool. And then then uh, a Star Wars like that, you know, the sale barges were also going for i think big bad toy store was selling it for an extra 100 or 200 after they got their yeah. sale barges in and you know but it, it's star wars thundercats yeah. is there you know thundercats is huge globally not as huge north america that's what that's what we learned when we were working on the brand of mattel like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people internationally like the 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 gentleman that runs uh we want more thundercats instagram he's from south africa mm-hmm. like he's um so when he he's excited about that stuff coming out, but like it's going to be much more expensive for him to get these things because right. he's got to import them from the U.S., which are already being imported from overseas. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I and you know what? I don't I don't have any. I may grumble every now and then about scalpers, but like the scalpers only exist because someone's willing to pay the price. Yeah, you know, I know this is an unpopular thing, but like. If you buy two and someone is willing to pay more for that other that other one, then so be it. I mean, it's kind of mm-hmm. it's market value that like you you can't sell a house and be like, well, the house next door only went for this. It's like, yeah, but what are you willing to pay for my house? Right. You know what I mean, it's like I don't care what they sold the house for. I just I don't like the ones. I don't know if you saw it. We did this thing where a friend of mine got involved in something. I don't I don't mind people buying walking in before me and buying everything that's there. I'm like, because I've done it. Like I walked mm. in recently, found a case of Cobra Island Troopers, uh, the Vipers. Right, I walked out with the whole case. Like, nice. I I had no qualms about it. Like I yeah. offered it up to my friends, you know, at right. cost because I know they were going nuts for it. And then I kept the rest for my army. Like, yeah. Um, but I I have a problem when people rig the game where mm, like like bots and stuff like no well that that's a well i even think that's gaming the system look if target and walmart are too lazy to fix their websites yeah yeah good for them no um right so a friend of mine was looking for vipers they had him in stock um a manager hid the box and told them that they weren't there and then they found him walking out with the case hours later <laughs> And they confronted oh, him in the parking lot. They confront. They like they stopped him in the parking lot. They were like, "No, no, 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 no." We asked you Oof. throughout the day if you could find these, and you knew it. And so that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, "Okay, like that's a hmm. little bit of like 
rigging the game a little bit where like you hide it so they because they one of the guys spent eight hours in the store jeez and the employees were like helping they were like no we went here we looked here we looked here hold on we got a truck we're doing this and this manager just kept walking by and walking by and walking by and being like yeah it's not here and then so that that i have an issue with like i still like i i don't i don't hate on them they're working they're not being paid enough they're working in a pandemic they're not like the, the front of the line, even though they're considered essential workers, they're yeah. not front of the line to get vaccine vaccinated. That like, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it, I would be bummed. I'd be like, Oh man, that is gaming the system a bit, but I guess it's only like it exists because that's what the market demands. Yeah, No, like it does. Like the, we, you know, like the situation was created. And I said, the one thing that kills me is we could fix this as a community as a toy community, we could probably fix this problem where Hmm. either people are scalping or there's not enough product or we don't like the store that you're selling it at. Um, And, but as collectors, that line gets cut because there's always going to be one person or there are always going to be a group of people that are going to be like, well, yeah, no, we won't buy from target. We won't buy these GI Joes from target, but somebody's going to do it to make money. Or somebody's going to do it to be like, but I'm the only one that bought them. Like, you know, we could vote with our dollars, but as a community, I don't think we mm-hmm. would. Like, everybody it's wants t- something that nobody else has. I think G.I. Joe's is a very special case because it's not um, – I don't believe that the line's being supported very well. I think yeah. they had high hopes for it because of the movie, the Snake Eyes movie coming out. Yeah. And so they were hoping they would do come out and come out strong. And since the movie didn't, it kind of like – they got stuck with all the things they had in development. And I, right. and I think you're seeing that by re-releasing wave one again, just with different colors. So yeah. like, cause those are the only figures they probably got ready to go. And they're trying to keep the market. I, it's tough, you know, customized figures. Um, it's funny. It's funny when people call them exclusives or we always refer to them as customized. Okay. Customized is customized is um, it's essential to keep lines healthy it because it, it gets like, um, it gets retailers interested in doing in doing the figures and carrying the line in the first place. But that, that line I'm, I'm getting bored with that line, honestly, just as a collector, like there's, there haven't been a lot of figures that have come out. They've been really tough to get and people seem kind of angry about them, even though like there's no movie, there's no cartoon. There's no, I don't even know if IDW is doing a comic. Maybe they are, but they don't make toys for comic books. Like, um, it's just a, it's a bummer. Like it's a, it's a bummer. Like I love GI Joe. I love GI Joe when I was a kid and I don't know that this line is exactly what I wanted when it, when it came out, like it's sort of, it's a more modern action figure. And mm-hmm. I think I kind of just wanted real American hero, yeah. but like, but at the same time, like who the, I guess what's tough about the line is who is it for? It's probably got guys like us, right? It's right. like older guys. And who loved me at Real American Hero because the movie hasn't come out. That's the problem. There are no new fans into G.I. Joe. So it's a little bit more aggressive and it's harder and competitive to get the figures. Um, but I'm kind of bored with the line. Like, I, it's just there aren't enough. There's not enough newness to keep my interest in it, unfortunately. Well, I was thinking about that today, actually. Like, I was driving home and I was thinking about it. Like, we've kind of created the situation that we're in a little bit. Like, these aren't marketed. Like, yeah, Marvel Legends has some, like, movie movie backing. Like, you know, they've got some cartoons. They've got some movie backing. So you've got that. But if you think about, like, Marvel Legends and G.I. Joe and even Transformers, the stuff they're doing now, the stuff that I'm sorry I got you back into a little bit <laughs> because of it. Um, like, they're not made for kids. Like, they're no. they're not. And so yeah. we've created, and, and I always try to impart this when, when we talk about, because this would have been Toy Fair. Um, when you think about Toy Fair and you think about action figures, it's only those two aisles, really, um, in, the, in the lower level, where it's like two aisles, action figures, and then Mattel had theirs and Hasbro had their showroom. Um, but as far as action figures goes, of the whole Javits Center, it's two aisles for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're such a small part of the market already in boys action in a lot of ways. And then when you take a look at like the stuff they're putting out between all these retro lines and all this stuff that relates to what we want as 
as older guys, the market's a lot smaller and it's not going to sell to kids. So they're going to make less. The stores aren't going to buy as much. So, you know, and without any kind of property to go along with it, like you said, there's no entertainment to go with a lot of the stuff that they're putting out. Because mm-hmm. I don't have any problem finding Fortnite stuff. Like, right. I went and, like, I just got a bunch of stuff. And I even waited. The Christmas pack was, like, 30 or 40 bucks. It was three figures. Mm-hmm. It was 30 or 40 bucks. I was, like, I'm not paying 40 bucks for it. I'm just not. And I waited mm-hmm. it out. And sure enough, it's down to, like, 12. And so I picked it up. And I'm, like, I couldn't do this with a Marvel Legends. I couldn't do this with some of the classic Transformer stuff they're doing. This is just right. not going to sit. They're going to they're gonna pop off the shelf and then they're not going to restock them. But if you yeah. look at the other stuff, Mario, Fortnite, any of the video game stuff, like it flies. Like, and, but it, they restock it. It's always, it's always there. Mario, Mario only has one or two pegs though. Like they don't right. have, there's not a big presence for that. I think like the, the hard part is toys don't make, they don't make, um, retail companies a lot of money right they really don't it's the same philosophy as milk right grocery stores don't make that much money off milk so they put it in the back of the store so when you go to the back of the store to pick it up you're picking up things on the way out you're like mm-hmm. oh i gotta get some milk they never put milk at the front of the store because if that's the case you're just buying something that they only make a penny or two off of it's not like they mm-hmm. don't make that much toys are the same way they don't make that much off toys that's why they're always in the back of the store you have to go to the back to get it and they are still almost entirely designed to sell off shelf. So they're still targeting them at kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And some companies are, you know, getting smarter. Hasbro's kind of at the forefront of it, of knowing who they're kind of marketed. Like they, they continue to offer things to adult collectors, which was Mm -hmm. something that just didn't exist before like 2003, 2004, like there was no, there there was no such thing as an adult, like adults may collect, but they were still making toys for kids. Right. And even still, they're still making toys for kids. But, um, you know, I, like, I I was thinking about how I I always read, there's a lot of vitriol like against target when they sell out of things, they do a pre-order and they sell out super fast Mm -hmm. because there's no incentive for them to put their entire order online they're right. not amazon like amazon has to put their entire order online they don't have a physical store right so targets i don't know the numbers but let's assume they're putting 500 a thousand maybe of mm-hmm. their order five thousand of their order on this website it's gone in a minute i don't know i don't know if bots are to blame i the bots always sound like that like it bots kind of feel like that same xenophobic um, language that gets thrown around like it's just like uh, when you're blaming a, a faceless person it's like I, I, I who threatens you like it's it's a bot that's taking it it's like I, I don't know if that's true or not I don't know what bots are I don't understand it so I don't I'm not going to say that's what it is but like there could legitimately be 10,000 adults that are yeah. like I want it they buy two of them so then it goes fast because the store's sole motivation is to get you to come in and buy it sell it t- to get your kid to buy it when you're taking them grocery shopping you right. know that, that kind of thing so, um, you know, it's, it's tricky. We're, we're, I always think like we're very lucky and spoiled as adult collectors that they're yeah. made, that they're even toys made that are targeting us that are marketed towards us. Cause this stuff shouldn't exist. Like the, the a $20 action figure for my eight year old. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if you should, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. that's, that's crazy. But I'm like, Oh, 20 bucks for me. Yeah, sure. I know that won't get broken. You know, it's kind of, it's got value, you know, stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's fun time that there's that option, but it's almost like they're only targeting us at this point. Cause you're seeing He-Man right. and you're seeing Mario and you're seeing when I believe a couple of years ago, the number one selling action figure was Roblox. Yeah. And that's something that most adults just completely pass no by. Idea. They don't think about it. They don't, they don't collect that. That's right. kids toys, but that was the number one action figure. Well, I think it's, it's also kind of, I lost my thought. There it goes. Um, the, the problems are getting older. Um, <laughs> it really is. It's like, I keep thinking, um, no, I think, Oh, that's what it was. Like even the companies are starting to do it a little differently now. Um, when we would do toy fair, we would do any events with, with any companies. 
about a third of the presentation would be about the role play items, the little tykes, like the. <clears throat> so last year when we went to Toy Fair and we sat in on the Hasbro presentation, um, it was a hundred percent like no little kid stuff. Like you could see it in the downstairs, you can see it in the showroom, but we're not going to talk about it. Like we are going to focus mm-hmm. on what the adult collector, um, and and having done Toy Fair that long, like I know that was not normal. Like that, that was different. That was a different way to do it. it. It used to just be collector night, right? Like it was just collector night and that's all they would get before. Well, with Hasbro, with Hasbro, you always got like the, it was, it was collector night and, um, but they would run through all the kids products too. Mm. Um, and then with all mm. the other companies, you'd make specific appointments and then target what you wanted to go see. But they always tried to sell like their, their, you know, whatever the little bots were at the time and, and, um, whatever, like the preschool Spider-Man stuff was, they were always selling that to you and they mm-hmm. don't even bother anymore, like doing it. Like they don't send us the press mm. releases for it. They don't send us the stuff. They're just like, here's Marvel Legends. Here's Black Series. Here's, you know, whatever. Star Wars, they still send everything because Star Wars collectors are a whole different breed, but. Right. I remember, like, I remember our, like the first Comic-Con panel I got to sit on, like actually be a part of for, for Mattel was like, it was just a rundown of every toy that Mattel had coming out. It was like doing a toy fair and they were just like, and now here's the next thing from Fisher Price. It's the Batman yeah. and Batcave with the Bane button. And like, and I kept thinking like, why am I sitting up here? Why is Bill up here? Why is Eric from the Horseman? Why is Kevin from DC? Like we were all just sitting there like, we're just sitting here so that like we could do questions at the end for like five minutes when the majority of the folks that were there were waiting for information on DC classics. Yeah. You know, like they wanted to know what that was, but it's like, okay, here's, and here's a ride on and here's this. And, and like, it, it was just completely different of that one from to- like towards the end when it was like, here's multiverse. Here's like the six figures that's coming out in this wave and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it's, a, it's definitely changed a lot. It's been, it's been nice. Like you said, it's, it's a nice thing, but I'm also finding like, like you said, you're getting bored with GI Joe. I'm getting bored with transformers. Like Mm. as much as I love them, like this, this hot rod will forever be on my desk. Like it's not going anywhere, Mm -hmm. but, um, I'm done after this year. Like I've said it before. I said it to other, I probably said it to you. I was like, unless these things physically transform in 2022, like I buy it and I put in a battery and it does it for so me. You know. <laughs> like I can't imagine doing this over again. Like because this mm. is, I want to say this is my like fourth half, fourth, third or fourth hot rod in like the classics line, and like these are all in scale with each other. They all look G one for the most part. Like I'm yeah, done. like I'm out. So, uh- that's when I start to wonder, like, who who are they marketing stuff towards? Like, it are they getting new fans in? Are like new fans coming in, or is it are they just selling? Like, who buys Star Wars? Kids, little kids. I don't. Is Star Wars for little kids anymore? I think the pre the sequels kind of said that it's not for kids. Like, it's like it's for the people who are disappointed by the prequels. Yeah. So imagine imagine Disney's surprise when they find out that everyone was disappointed in the sequels, not just. It yeah. wasn't just fans of the prequels and or, or the original trilogy. It's like everyone was disappointed in the sequels with a small percentage of folks. And I'm sure loved it, but um, like, who do they sell star Wars to? I don't know why did they brought back the vintage collection, but like now, not really like it's only a couple figures a year, a year yeah. you know, I can't even find them. Like our target here will get a case and then the entire star Wars section will be empty um, yeah. for months at a time. So I don't even, even the little guys, even the little micro guys that they've been doing lately, like they just sell, they gone and then they don't restock. And I'm in the stores enough. People are like, well, how do you know they don't restock? I'm like, cause there are weeks where I'm in the store every day. Like I'm there every yeah. day. And because I'm always looking to take pictures to, you know, let other fellow collectors in the area know what's around. Like right. so I'm, I'm there often enough that I can tell you <laughs> that stuff is either not moving or not restocked. Um, mm-hmm. and I just, it's, so I don't know who a lot of the stuff is being sold for. Like the other aisles are so much more fun to go through. The boys action aisle are so depressing lately. 
Like, yeah. Well, my like my son's not even really into action figures. Like he loves Beyblades, mm-hmm. and and I look at him like they all. I've become my father. Like I look, I'm like they all the Beyblades look the same, and he's like, "No, Dad, they're not the same. Like this one is much more powerful with this and that and that." And I'm like, "Yeah, but if you can't get it to spin, like it's just the same. Like I don't, I just don't, I don't see it, and it's just terrible because I come from toy industry or whatever, and I still, I'm like, I just don't, yeah, I don't get it. Like I, I like storytelling with my characters. Like that's more fun to me. Like that's why I like action figures because they're like little, they're like." they're stolen out of their stories and you know you can make your own stories out that's stolen that's horrible but you like they they come to life from their own stories but. it's toy story for us like toy story yeah is, is yeah true for us like is it yeah it captures totally. a moment in time that i don't think yep. i don't know if kids now are gonna i tried that with nieces and nephews when they were babies um where i decided that i was gonna do for them what my my family did for me which is like every christmas focus on a theme and like just go crazy and buy everything from that theme. And yeah. two years in, I was like, yeah, no, this isn't worth it. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> they could care less. <laughs> they really could. Yeah. I went nuts. I bought all the um they did those blocky superheroes for a while. Like they were like five or six inch. Um, and they did Fisher Price did a version and pre preschool play school did a version for Marvel and DC and they were like really big and they had big play sets and everything. And they had big cars and everything. Um, bought them all. And within a week they were done playing with them. And I was like, Oh, you kids are so different. Like it is yeah. not about like how many can you have and going looking for toys. And no, like my, my youngest, he went through a Paw Patrol phase. Like he loved Paw Patrol and they make amazing trucks and things like the the pop the pups themselves don't even matter it's the vehicles mm-hmm. that they saw on those and so we and my wife and i we always we kind of do the same thing like when they get into something we go all in on it mm-hmm. like so we get make sure he has every single one of the pups and then if they introduce any new pups we get them and then like make sure that they have a vehicle for them and so throughout the year i don't even know if he likes paw patrol anymore <laughs> <laughs> i really don't my daughter went through the same thing when she, she was really big in the friendship is magic and we watched that together, like my wife, before our sons were born. And so the three of us would watch Friendship is Magic, um, and which is a brilliant show. It's great for adults and kids. And so we would go to Toys R Us and we would buy like the big multi-packs and, mm-hmm. and stuff like So she could have all of them. And I don't, she never even talks about it anymore. Like, I don't even know that she, I mean, it's been a long time now, but we just went all in just every, every pony mm-hmm. you could want. She was, we're tracking them down. Oh yeah. No, I would be dance. Somebody, <laughs> this is a conversation we had the other day with my girlfriend and I, she was like, I knew this. Like I, she, she had this understanding in her head, but she's like, I've never seen you use it for other things. She mentioned that there was a cereal that she loved. She couldn't find it in stores and we were in stop and shop. We we're pushing the cart, and I was. She's like, I can't find it. I can't find it. I can't find it. And I, she was going up and down the aisle, and I'm on my phone going, "Okay, who makes it? All right, and what retailer sell it? Okay." And by the time she came back to the cart, I'm like, "Okay, you'll have four boxes <laughs> in the mail <laughs> what, what, on Monday." What was it? It what was some. Was it? I don't even know. I really don't. It was some kind of blueberry almond cereal thing oh okay okay and i found out that like sometimes they sell in shop rates in the northeast and ride aids apparently carry it but amazon has it in cases (laughs) so i was like i'll buy four boxes i keep one at your place i'll keep two at your place and Uh, keep two at my place and like (laughs) there you go i I don't know it's like sorry go ahead go ahead i was was, was, she's like She's like, you could do this for anything, can't you? And I go, yeah. Why do you think we didn't run out of toilet paper and Lysol wipes when the thing, when everything shut down? I'm like, because I use Brickseek and PopFinder to find everything. Like, you tell me what you want, I'll find it. You're like the Liam Neeson of yeah <laughs> of essentials. <laughs> I um, we, my daughter's in the Rainbow High right now, so like, she's we, we've got her doing chores and and she has to empty the cat box and everything else to earn to like earn money so that she can get them and but she's i think she's pretty much got like 
I don't know how the show works, but I know there's at least one color of the rainbow. Each each color of the rainbow is represented. She has all of those with the exception of a couple that she's waiting on. And she's always telling me about new ones that are coming out. So we're raising another collector. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just don't let her sell everything at a tag sale. Yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. <laughs> be like, yeah, no, no, honey. You can sell it. Here you go. And you put it in a box, put it away and, and be like, I knew you'd be back for this. Someday. Yeah. She dumped a bin on me of her. She had. She went through a DC superhero girls thing. Luckily, I worked in Mattel, so I was able to get those for, from my coworkers. Mm-hmm. But she dumped a bin on me, and she's like, "Here, Daddy, see if you can sell these." <laughs> I was like, "Well, I'm gonna just leave these in the bin for a little while and see if you come back and change your mind." <laughs> um. Wow, we had an hour. Okay. Um, yeah. So where can people find the Kickstarter? When does it end? What do we need to push you over the, over the finish line? We, so I had a really great weekend last weekend and then it's kind of slowed down a little bit, which seems to happen kind of comes in waves. Um, I'm about 2,200 bucks away mm-hmm. from my goal. Um, so we're like almost 70% there, which is awesome. Um, so if you could search a baboon in my room um, on Kickstarter, you can find it there. Um or you could go to my Instagram page at JNL toys and then um, you'll be able to find the, the link in my bio and all that stuff. But um, we're almost there. You know, it's, it feels like I'm pushing a boulder up the hill and the, the hill gets taller and taller and taller every week, but we're getting closer. Cool. When does it, when does it close? Um, a week from Saturday. So we've got, I think 13 days, okay. 12 days. So like that. This will go up tomorrow night. So this will be, you'll have 12 okay days, so yeah cool 12 um, days thank you for taking the time thank you for yeah man your story i love having thanks you on, so it's always good to see you buddy so yeah. thank you for having me I appreciate the time this podcast was brought to you by jackson's studios jacks